Progress. Okay, so we're up to Daf, Hey Aleph, Ahmed Aleph. We're up to a few lines into the page. The last thing we said was that if you have a, um, a spring that originates in one town and then it goes into another town, so Rav Yaisi said, Rav Yaisi said that it really belongs to the people of the city that it originates in. And therefore, if there's a machloikas, there's not enough water for both towns to drink, so it belongs to the person who it belongs to. So the original town, where it originates, gets to keep it. If, let's say, they had, they both want to have it for laundry, so then it belongs, it belongs to the laundromat, it's it's of the city that originates. But Yaisi's chiddush is that even if you have that one city needs to drink and the other city needs for laundry, and that it also has chayach because not having laundry is considered, it could cause dementia, and therefore uh, it's considered chayach and chayach So Shalchum Yisam, they, they sent the following message to uh, to Bava from Eretz Yisrael. Hizarubar Bobisa, you should be careful with cleanliness, because cleanliness can have uh, health ramifications, as we just saw. You should be careful to always learn with chavrusas and learn in a group, because that way you'll ensure that your Torah, that, that everything will be accurate. The more people together, the less mistakes. And and be careful with the sons of poor people, because the children of poor people, they're going to learn Torah. Because they're humble, they're more mesugal to learn Torah. As the Pesach says, water goes from Delyoy, which means a well, but Delyoy also means a poor person. That's what Torah is going to come from. Now the Gemara is a shikla gata to the Gemara says, How come there's a phenomenon that Tamidicham don't generally have sons who are Tamidicham? Why is that the case? Why is it that it's very common for the children of Tamidicham to not be Tamidicham? So Amr of Yosef, Rav Yosef says, The reason Hashem does this is preventatives that people don't say that Torah is just Yerusha, they didn't have to work for it, oh, it's just in the family, it's in the blood. No, it's not in the blood because the kids are not Tamidicham. So Hashem Davka does it on purpose so that people know that they had to earn it. Rav Shisha Brei Dervidi Amar Kedishli Atzibar. He says that it's, they don't uh, they don't become uh, uh, tyrants over the tzibar because they have to earn it, uh, and it's not just something they're born into. Usually, when it comes to kings, the kings that are just born into it, then they, they don't appreciate it, and then they become tyrants. They have to work, and therefore it'll protect them from being tyrants over the tzibar. These are two, it's prevented. Ravashi, Aymer Ravashi says, Mishum Dekari, Marzucham, Sarv Neshem is Gabran al Tzibar. He says, No, it's a punishment. It's because they're domineering over the Tzibar and they're not, and they're being tough and being ruthless. Therefore, as a punishment, they lost the rights. That's why the, the children are not, because it's like a it's like a punishment. Ravashi, Aymer Ravashi says, Mishum Dekari in Shechamari. It's because they call people donkeys, meaning they don't treat uh, simple Jews respectfully and therefore as a punishment their children are not Tamidich Ravina Oimer and he says because they don't say again it means that they don't appreciate the, the beauty of Torah they look at Torah as like a like a, a means to an end just for them to have knowledge but they don't realize that Torah 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 itself is the purpose what's the source that not Saying Birchas Atayra can be a devastating. As Ravina Marav says, "My what does it mean?" The pasuk in Yirmiya uh, describes how 
after describing the destruction of the Beis it says, Who can understand what causes the Chorven? And says the Medrash, They asked the Chachamim and the Nevi'im why there was a Chorven like Peshur. No one know the answer. Until Hashem himself, says, Because they forsake my Torah, They didn't listen to my voice. They didn't go in the ways of the Torah. So I understand forsaking the Torah means you're not religious. But what does it mean, What's the difference? It means that they didn't go in the ways of the Torah, that they didn't hear the Torah, they didn't heed the voice, and they didn't go in the ways of the Torah. That means that they didn't say Birchas HaTorah. So we said in, in the end of yesterday's daf that Rav Yaisi was of the opinion that if you have one town that it originates from, they want laundry, and the other town that it goes into, which it does not belong to them, they want to drink, the laundry goes first, because having laundry is so important, it falls into the category as Chayach HaKoydman. So that was Rav Yaisi. So the Gemara says, Isi by Yehuda Le'asal Masifted Rav Yaisi Tlasa After hearing this teaching from Rav Yaisi, Isi by Yehuda didn't go to base Medish for three days. He went. He left yeshiva for a couple of days. So Vardimus of Yosi. So Rav Yosi's sons Vardimus. I don't know who. Okay, Vardimus. I, I don't know his history, but Vardimus, the son of Rav Yosi, said to him, "My time in Yosi, my lamb be medrasha da Abba hatlasi. I mean, how come you've been out of yeshiva for three days?" So I'm relay. Because I don't understand something he said. He said something that's puzzling to me and troubling, and I don't have a source. And I guess because he didn't have a source, he didn't want to go back to the shir, or he was. He was embarrassed to face him. I'm not 100% sure, but that's why. So Vardimus said, Why don't you tell me what's bothering you? Perhaps I know the reason. So Amalei had Tanya. He says, I'm bothered by the following brace that we had yesterday. That the laundering, using the well, the spring as a laundromat, has Kadima over the other town drinking because laundry is that important that it has a category of Chayecha and Chayecha Kaidman. So he says, Minolan. So Aisi by Yehuda was bothered. What's the source for this? That you, that laundry is so important that it has a status of Chayecha. So he says, The Pasuk says that we know that the Levim do not have a share in Eretz Yisrael, but other, the other Shvatim have to give them cities, Ir Miklots and other cities of refuge that belong to the Levim. And in addition to the city, the Pasuk says that outside of the city, they also have to get outskirts, they have to get open fields to have for their animals. And the Pasuk says, The open spaces, It should be for their animals, And for their chayasam. They'll be for their life. Now, what does chayasam mean? So the Gemara says, my chayasam. What does it mean that the Levim are supposed to use the open areas for chayasam? So what does this mean? So the Gemara says, Ilema chaya, if maybe chaya, chaya literally means a wild animal, meaning like deers. So perhaps the Pasuk is saying that you have to leave the open spaces for their behemas and their chayas. And the deers, the Gemara says, Halei chaya b'chal behemi. What do you have to pasuk have to tell me? I understand behemi means animals. You have to give them an open space for their animals. So why does the pasuk have to say chaya as well? So what if it? If the Pasuk says that they have a space for the behemoths, I understand it means for all their animals. They don't have to say specifically for Chayas. So why does the Pasuk say Chayasam? So the Gemara says, Elamai Chayasam, Chayusam Mamish. Chayasam must mean not an animal, it means livelihood. There's something that's needed, that's essential, that's essential for living. So what is that? Pshita. So if it's Chayasam Mamish, if it literally means to live, to drink, to exist, pshita, it's poshit. Of course they could use the open areas for this. Do so you have to tell me that the open areas can be used for living? 
Elolav Kvisa, it must be Chayasam is referring to the laundry. That they would use their laundry in the open areas, and you see their bavisa, and you see that by the the, the being uh, the, the suffering of uncleanliness is called chayosam. So you see that the laundry is described as chayosam. Chayosam means living. So you see this is the source that for a person to live, you you uh, the chayosam is uh, for a person to live. That that it's it's uh, that that laundry is considered in the category of chayecha chayecha koyder. Okay, so we had in the Mishnah. That Rav Yossi said, not showering is not considered nidarim of ina nefesh. It's not considered afflicting nidarim, and the husband cannot nullify. The question is, Here's the question. So he said in the Mishnah that by her not bathing or adorning herself, that's not considered ina nefesh because it doesn't bother people too much. So therefore, it's not under the category of ina nefesh that the husband can nullify the vows. But we also said that there's a second category of annulment, and that's dvarim shebeinoi leveino, which is that. Nidarim that are not uh, considered distressful nidarim, but nidarim that fall into the category that it affect their ability to have relations, that also the husband can nullify. Now we said the difference between these two categories is does is it an annulment forever? If it's because of distress, it's annulled forever. If it's bainalavena, then it's only annulled uh, as long as they're married and divorced. But if they if he dies or if she remarries someone else then they can never be together, then the nether automatically goes back. So the question is, if she says she's not going to bathe or not going to put on makeup, so we said that Rav Yaisi doesn't believe that it's tsar, but the question is, it's not considered uh, uh, distressful, but is, does, is, does it fall into the category of veinu leveinu, that it would be that they can't, uh, that it affects their relations, then the husband would be able to nullify it. So when Rav Yaisi says he can't nullify, is he saying he can't nullify because it's, it's, no, under any category, or perhaps no, it's only considered not distressful, but it's considered and the husband would be able to nullify it from that category. And again, the halachas would be different. So the Gemara says, What Rav Yaisi said, Rav Yaisi said, These are not nidarim of affliction. The implication is, He said they're not nidarim of affliction. Perhaps he means, but they are nidarim that affect. The relations. So therefore, kind of sounds like that's what he's saying. So Gemara says, no. Perhaps this is how you're supposed to review Raviosi. Raviosi is arguing according to the Rabbanan. He really means like this. According to me, I feel these Nidarim are not considered Nidarim under any category. They're not Nidarim regarding affliction, and they're not Nidarim regarding um, relations. They're nothing. You can't nullify it in either category. But But according to you, that say that they're nidarim of affliction, you should at least be moida, meaning, really Rav Yaisi holds that they're neither. So why do Rav Yaisi say they're not nidarim of affliction, which implies that they are nidarim of Ben Levina? He was saying like this, according to me, they're nothing, but according to you, that they are nidarim that the husband can nullify, I don't think they fall into the category of of self-affliction. I think they might fall into the category, according to you, of relations. I mean, according to me, I think they're neither category, but according to you, that you think they're under a category of Nidarim, the husband can nullify, I don't think it's distress, I think it's relations. So what's the halacha? Practically, would Rav Yossi hold that if she says she's not going to shower or put on makeup, would he able to nullify it under the category of Bein So it's a machleikas. Rav Adabarava Mefa, Rav Adabarava says he could revoke them, and Rav Huna Amar, Ein Mefa, Rav Huna says he cannot. So it's a machleikas, Rav Adabarava and Rav Huna. Go to the next page. Why does Rav Huna feel that it's not the type of Nidarim 
Nadarim that could be nullified. That a fox doesn't fall uh, under his own dirt. Meaning, basically, it's a euphemism that people are comfortable uh, with what they're comfortable with. So this is his wife. He's comfortable with his wife, even if she's not 100% clean, he's comfortable. It's not, it's not going to affect their ability to have relations. And therefore, um, he feels that way. But again, Ravad Barava holds that you could nullify it, not mitzad. Meaning, according to Ravad Barava, it's like this. The Rabbanon feel it's the type of nadarim that you can nullify because of both relations and distress. Rav Yaisi definitely doesn't hold that it's distress. The question is, No, it's a machlik. So Rav the Barabbas says yes, and was this, uh, Rav Huna says no. So the Gemara says, Tani kavasi the Rav the Barabbas. We have a brace that backs of Rav the Barabbas that if she makes a nether not to shower, not to put on makeup, even Rav Yossi would say you can nullify it under the category of Beinoi Levena, not the category of distress, but the category of Beinoi Levena. Uh, the, the Gemara says, what is the Brisa? How, how, how is this Brisa like Rav Adabarav? Because it says, nefesh. If you have a vow that has affliction, Mefar, Bein, Beinoi Levena, Bein, Beinoi Levena Cher. The husband can nullify it, whether it's afflicting that stems from him or afflicting that stems from others. I'll give you an example. If, let's say, she said she's not going to eat fruit, that's an affliction. Let's say she said she's not going to eat other people's fruit. That's also affliction, meaning it doesn't matter whether the, whether the um, subject matter of the nether is only related to the husband or it affects her relationship with others. If it's afflicting, then he can nullify. But, Bain Sheimba, I mean, Nefesh, but if it's a nether that doesn't have affliction, but it's Bain Elevena, it's a, it's a, um, a nether that affects relationships, then Bain Elevena Mefer, if it affects their relationship, husband and wife, then he can nullify. Bain Elevena Cherimena Mefer, but if it affects other relationships, it's not. Meaning, if she says, I'm not, I'm not gonna, you know, I'm not gonna talk to you, to the husband, that would affect their relations. So then he can nullify. But if she says, I'm not gonna talk to my father, that affects the, her relationship with her and her father, but that's not the type of category that the husband can nullify. The Gemara says, I'll give an example. Ketzad, what's an example? If she says, fruits are also to me, then he can nullify it. But if she says in Nedda, that's not affecting fruits, but affecting relationships, she says, I will not work for my father, or or I will not work for my brother, or I will not work for your father, or my brother. All of these he cannot nullify. Also, or even if she says, I'm not going to place straw before your animal or water before your cattle. Now, that's the type of thing which you'd think that that's going to make a fight in the house, but she doesn't have to do those things halachically. It's not like she's saying, I'm not going to cook and clean, which are uh, responsibilities of the wife. She's just saying, I'm not going to feed your animals. She doesn't have to feed your animals. So that, that does, he cannot nullify it. But this is the key. She says, I'm not going to put on makeup. I'm not going to put on echel as eye makeup. Efkos is the makeup they put on the cheeks. So those are nedarim. Okay. I'm not going to have relations. He could nullify it because it affects meaning, I just want to explain the, the proof from right here. The Brises said that if she says, I'm not going to wear makeup, he can nullify it because it falls under the category of of of, of a neder that's bein levena that affects their relationship. Now, who's the one who holds that way? The Rabbanon feel that he can nullify, she can nullify, he can nullify it because it's distressful. So you don't have to say it's bein levena. Who's the only one who disagrees with the Rabbanon Rav Yossi? And you see, so this is obviously Rav Yossi, 
But because again, according to the Rabbanon, you could if she says she's not going to wear makeup, then you can nullify not because it's bein elevena, not because it's it affects their relationship, but because it's distressful. The fact that the Brisa doesn't say anything about distress means that it's obviously following Rav Yossi that it's not distressful. So why are you allowed to nullify it? Because even Rav Yossi, who holds that it's not distressful, feels that it falls into the category of bein elevena, and you'd be allowed to nullify. This follows the teaching of other Barava. Now let's just continue. That's the proof, but as the Gemara is going to clarify, so let's just finish the Brisa. If she says, I'm not going to make your bed, I'm not going to pour you wine, I'm not going to wash your hands, face, and feet. Now, those Nadarim don't take effect because those are the responsibilities that she has for the husband, and it's not her right to answer it. It's like they don't belong to her, it's like they belong to the husband, and she doesn't have the right to stop it. Now, here's the thing, though. So, those Nadarim don't take effect. Rav Gamliel, Rav Gamliel says, even though those Nadarm don't take effect, she should still nullify it. Why? Because it's like a gezerah. We don't want her to get accustomed to making Nadarm. So even though those Nadarm don't take effect, still, she shouldn't desecrate her words. And therefore, she should get it annulled anyway. Another pshat, what does it mean, he should not desecrate his words? His words? The fact that the Pasuk describes his words, meaning another person's words, implies that a rabbi can only nullify other people's vows. He can't nullify his own vows. The fact that the Pasuk says, his, which is an outer person, another person, implies that by nedarim, if it was his own nether, he can't nullify his own nether. Now it says, so we finish with the proof. Who is the author of this b'risa that says that she says, I'm not going to make makeup? That it's considered a neder that's under the category of bein levena. It's Rav Yossi. It's Rav Yossi, because according to the Rabbana, the reason why you can nullify if she says she's not going to make up is because it's distressful. It's inoy nefesh. The fact that it says bein levena means that it's in a different category. Who's the author of Yossi? Uketani, the meifar, mishum devarim, shebein levena. And you see the Brisa says that she could nullify it. So you see that a husband is able to nullify according to Rav Yossi. If she says she's not going to bathe, they're not going to put on makeup. The husband could nullify it under the category of bein levena. Amr Mar, she says, if, if she says that I'm not going to have relations, it's a nether, but he could revoke it because it's bein levena. Here's the question: How can the nether take effect? Doesn't uh, doesn't uh, isn't it uh, the husband's the, the husband's right for them to be together? So how could she say? How could the nether take effect if she says they're not going to live together? I thought that who, who says that she has the right to do that? Hey, dummy, what's the case? If she says. You're usher to me, meaning you don't have the right to live with me. You can't have the benefit of living with me. So she's cutting the husband off. The problem is, Lumli Afara, why do you have to nullify the vow? A wife is obligated to have relations with her husband. So she can't cut the husband off. It's not her right to do that. Chazal's, the Torah says that he has he has the right, and she says he doesn't. Who who is she to, to override that? It's she can't do that. The answer is, She says the opposite. She doesn't cut off the husband. She cuts off herself. She says, I'm not going to benefit from you. Then the problem is, while the husband does have the right to live with her, if he lives with her, it's It's giving her a mikshal because she asked her, meaning she can't ask her the husband 
but she can ask herself. The husband is out of her jurisdiction, but she's within her jurisdiction. Once she asks herself, Kerv Kahana, Dom Rav Kahana, Rav Kahana said, Hanos Tashmisha Alecha, Koyvim Mishamshay. Hanos Tashmisha Alai. If she says to the husband, You're cut off from me, doesn't work. But if she says, I'm cut off from you, Yoffer, then you have to nullify the vow. Why? Shein Machil and Asadin, Dabar Asalai. Because it's Lifnei Evil Sitemisha. We don't want to give someone that they could perceive as being Asr. Now, Let's just uh, finish up. Mantan Hadatani, who's the follow- author of the following? Brisa, Devarim Hamutarim Machirim Nagamem Iser. If you have permissible items, but in that location the minig is to be machmer, Iata Rasha Linig Behem Heter Kdelavatli. You're not allowed to, in their presence, to be mezalzel. So let's say you go to a location where they're machmer about a certain concept, you're not allowed to be makel in front of them because it could lead to. Uh, people being mezalzel in their own nedarim. So let's say you go to a town where they made a ned and they're makbid on chal v'israel. You can't, and you're not makbid. You can't eat on chal v'israel in front of them. Why? Because it's going to lead to them being lax. Shenemar, lo yechal dvarei. Davar achar, another pshat, and this is the key. Lo yechal dvarei, mekan l'tamachachon sheimafar nidbaratzme. That it says lo yechal He doesn't desecrate his word, which implies it's someone else's, which implies that he cannot nullify his own vows. This is what we had before. So money, who is the author? It's Rav Gamliel, because Rav Gamliel is the one who said, Now, I, 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 let me just clarify what's this what's what's the drasha it says lo yachel dvaro that a person should not desecrate his own words which means that a rabbi has to nullify it so the fact that it's the, the, i think this is uh, rashi rashi says lo yachel dvaro um um Yeah, it's that he can't nullify his own words, but other people could for him, meaning other people can annul it, but he can't do it himself. Because if you're able to do it yourself, then then why can't you remove a neder? Like the Pasuk makes it sound like Yachel Dvaro, that a person can never remove a neder. It's, you need someone else to do it. Why do I need someone else to do it? I'll do it myself. The answer is because a person can't remove his own neder. So I just wanted to clarify. I didn't explain the drusha super well before, but that's, that's how the drusha works. All right, we'll stop here. Pick it up on Sunday.